destroyed. You're all fired. Everybody, this is Jason M. And this is Jason K. And this is Context Free. What just happened, Jason? What what was what was going on with it's not it's I not I think it's, the ship exploded. The ship exploded. The ship exploded. What did you do? Actually it was probably me. Well, it for, was definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> this is of all the podcasts that I'm a part of, this is the only one where I ride my bike over to your house at right. nine thirty in the morning and force <laughs> you to roll a bunch of dice. It's a cruelty. It's cruelty. <laughs> I survived though. I no, don't do this. No, for, I didn't. I guess I didn't. I don't survive. do this for any of my other podcasts because the ship exploded. That's yeah. why. Yeah, we were playing a game called Fuse. Uh, this game's <laughs> a couple years old. I'm not sure, and it's a real time game. So we 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 dipped back into the real time, you know, uh, like we did with Magic Maze, uh, whenever that was last year. And it's a you are bomb. Uh, bomb squad, I guess. Bomb, dumb, like bomb bom- diffusers. Yeah, your bomb diffusers, your bomb squad. But Somehow you, there's you, 17 bombs on this ship. But but yeah, it's a really complicated bomb. It's re- yeah, really complicated bomb. So you have 10 minutes. Uh, there's a little app that is you know putting some uh, artificial drama. It's yelling at you like uh, what was the, who was the guy in uh, in the in that in that game that 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 yelled at us every time we failed? It was that Bob. Bob. Time yeah. Stories? Time Stories Bob. He's, it's, it's basically like a nice version of Time Stories Bob that's yelling at you from your phone. Yeah, it's not too bad. You don't notice. You don't have to see the, well, we you don't, don't, have to see the angry face. No, or there's no guilt, but yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's a 10-minute game. I mean, once you know how to play, it's literally 10 minutes because you start a 10-minute timer and you either win in less than 10 minutes or the ship explodes like it did. Uh, <laughs> there's 25 dice in a bag and you have bombs in front of you. The bombs are various combinations of... Uh, you know, you need to have a red dice and a yellow dice and a black two, or you need to stack these dice. And there's just different combinations like that. You're grabbing dice out of the bag. And then each person, depending on the number of players has to take a dice or two, any dice you can't use are going to be a penalty where you're going to lose some other dice off of your bombs. And you're basically just trying to finish getting the three or four or five dice that you need on a bomb to defuse it. And then you get rid of it. And then you go grab another bomb out of the pile. And when you finish a set number of bombs, depending on the difficulty you're playing on, mm-hmm. you, you win the game. And it's you know a little bit of communication of like, oh, I need the red two or, or this and just passing it back and forth. You definitely do get better at it. Um, I've played it, I think, about seven times now. Yeah. I imagine it becomes more natural to intuit what's on the cards versus to... Yeah, you know. that. And you just get better at it kind of like you might look over and be like, Oh, you need that. And, you know, just kind of helping, helping each other out. The most I've played it with so far is just three. Mm-hmm. I think four would probably be kind of fun. You're rolling four and you're each taking one die. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes whatever, four or five minutes to teach, maybe not even. And, and then once you know all the cards, like I said, it's 10 minutes. So you play it over and over. Certainly not as frustrating as, as magic maze. Cause you're not, you're not waiting for the other person in order to do your thing. You just, grab dice and hope they're doing their best so i don't know how did you feel about it that was fun i'm i'm not like a real-time sort of stress game person right like i think it's like oh no i'm doing it wrong yeah um you did fine i mean we I, didn't win but i didn't expect we, didn't, we would we didn't win but uh i think part of it was just my like oh what do i do what do i do you know what and i kept i kept doing like literally putting the wrong thing on the wrong die and then i would go oh crap like a minute later. Yeah. And I'm like, that's why six, <laughs> four and three plus something else can't equal six. So I have screwed up. Yeah. So, but, uh, I, I don't know. I, I like it. I would, I would try it again. It's definitely the sort of thing you probably, 
probably don't get at until you get good at until you play it maybe three times right to get into the groove or at least i wouldn't get it i think even the second time yeah yeah you'd be fine and i think it's it's also kind of a um it's one of those you can play at the end of the night like something i could see the four of us playing right you know it's like oh let's just once especially once you know how to play right you know you have a little fun um you know going way back to our our co-op episode a long time ago i mean this one obviously removes all the quarterbacking I mean, not all of it, but I mean, you can kind of look and help, but you you have no time to sit there a hard and analyze. Well, the, it's it's harder to be like, hey, do this, dummy. Right, because right. you're so paying attention to your own right. to your own bombs. I mean, you might be able to look over and be like, oh, okay, it's better if I take this die than that die. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy it. I, I picked, um, I just had read about it. And the reason I, I looked at this is because there's a game coming out that I'm not sure if I mentioned. It's called Pandemic Rapid Response. Did I mention this? Mm, I think so. So they're using the Pandemic brand, but they're using the same type of um, real-time stress where you're, where you're rolling dice. And it, from what I gather, it seems like Fuse is just that game with all of its Chrome and different systems and whatever just distilled down to what you're effectively doing anyway, which is right. rolling dice to solve some puzzles quickly without all the extra rules baggage and and whatnot. I'm sure pandemic rapid response will sell well because it says pandemic on the box. <laughs> um, but Fuse was something, you know, I, I picked up on secondhand for, uh, she's, I think it was like eleven, twelve dollars $12. So pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, thought it was a pretty good, pretty good buy. It's also the sort of thing you could probably pull down pretty easily. Right. So it'll probably, probably make it to the table more than some of those kind of smaller games that, I feel like a lot of those are, yeah, you play it and that's pretty cool. And you don't kind of engage with it again. At least I don't. Oh, what's an example of that? That's an interesting point. I don't know that I have an example, but just like you have so many things, but I feel like this one's really easy to pull off. Oh, I see. Pull pull up, pull off the shelf and say, Hey, let's, let's do the thing with the, with the bombs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's not, there's not a whole lot of overhead. I mean, for that reason is, is kind of, I mean, I have a whole, I have a whole pile of, little game boxes that I brought over just, you know, we played a couple and, and that's something that has been working really well. I've been way more focused. I mean, we did a show on kind of, you know, big games and small boxes. I don't know that any of these I brought over are big games. I feel like they're all small games and small boxes. Right. Um, but they, I, I like the idea of the small boxes. I mean, number one, it helps on the storage front. <laughs> I can stick a whole bunch in the cabinet. They're easier, to, much easier to travel with. Um, and they tend to be, you know, I like a lot of these cause they're, they're short. There's not a whole lot to set up. Um, the other, the other dice one we just played is called Calavera and Calavera Spanish for skull, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I got this one off of the Amazon DE. So German Amazon, it's not yet, uh, available in the U S I think it was nine or 10 bucks. I mean, that's the other thing that the small box games tend to be cheap. There's a whole side discussion around, you know, what does the size of the box from a publisher perspective imply in terms of price and you know what you can charge right you can't get away with charging fifty dollars for you know a, a game that's in the size of this box have to be really nice right yeah. right i mean it's it, it likewise sometimes they'll put games in larger boxes and it's just a deck of cards and they charge you forty bucks for it and that feels like kind of a rip right whereas like that should have been twenty or mm-hmm. eighteen or something like that um so yeah, I mean, it, it's just easier to kind of pick these up for $10, $15, and it's great. Anyway, this one's called Calavera. Um, it's, a, it's a roll and write, so the roll and writes are, you know, definitely been a fad over the last year or two. 
Uh, we played, you and I played Ganshon Clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that's very clever. Last year, that was a, you know, we say like a Yahtzee for rocket scientists with mm-hmm. all the combos and everything. But this has that same style of, you know, you have five or six dice, you roll them, you can re-roll them up to two times again, you know, Yahtzee style. And you have a score pad. The but th- it's, it's more adversarial, right? Like it's it not, is. It's not completely like, I just need to fill my thing in and then we... We, right. we sit, we sit, we sit hunched over, and we do our stuff, and then we kind of ignore the yep. other player, right? Like, so that's the contrast for me. Totally, I, I totally agree. I mean, a lot of the rolling rights, it feels like you know when Ganshun Clever was a big deal last year, people bought it, and then an app came out, and then like Stacy plays that on has played that on the app. I mean, a <laughs> hundred times. Oh wow! Right. Because it's just you sit there and yeah, and whatever you, you roll the dice, and it's a completely solitaire experience, right? This would not translate as well, and this is why I really like this game a lot. We've played this a bunch. It's like we'll play two or three times in a row. Um, I've only played it with three players once or twice, and, and that, was, that was fun too. Maybe even I liked it a little more. Um, but it is adversarial, and you do have to look at your opponent's sheet, and, you, and there's a big push-your-luck element to where you're trying to bust your opponent. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, pretty fun, very simple. I, I mean, I taught it to you in, what, two minutes? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, nice art. I mean, the dice are a little small. Yeah, but, you know, um, I had to get the rules off of uh, Board Game Geek because <laughs> they're only in German in the <laughs> in the box. Um, did you enjoy this one of that style of game? Yeah, I mean, normally the I'm even less excited about things that are like purely dice mechanic kind of games, um, like roll and write specifically, or just dice mechanic. Just roll and write specifically, roll and write like, specifically. like, like, um, but, but that at least I had a strategy, right? Like I could make decisions versus mm-hmm. kind of like I roll a thing and then I mark a thing, yep. right? Yep. Um, so there were decisions to make. I didn't maybe make the best decisions, but at least I had some sort of strategy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And like I was telling you while we were playing, uh, Stacy and I played this one probably two or three times and we played it like we would approach most dice games. Like, Oh, I'm going to try to do the best for me and, and, and mm-hmm. maximize my score and, and all that. And it was like, fine. And then we sort of accidentally stumbled into seeing how effective it was by busting the other person and pushing them into, you know, the dead zone of, right. of the score pad. And if you play that way and you play really aggressively, uh, your scores for one go down you get like, you know, instead of getting 40 points, you're getting like 20 points. But it's it just becomes a lot more a lot more fun because what happens is it's not just like oh i didn't roll the three flowers that i needed shoot it's like i i was trying to hose you on your square pad and i failed and it like totally backfired in my face you know and it's like i tripped myself up and so that part of it is it's not just like you got screwed because you rolled bad dice it was like you got screwed because you were trying to hurt me and you rolled bad dice right, right, and that right. and that leads to some good laughs and, and that was good so <laughs> It's it's called Calavera. You you can get it off Amazon DE. It's you know super easy to to get off of there. Um, like I said, I think it was like eight euros or or something like that. I don't know if it's coming. This is actually by the designer. You won't believe it of Carcassonne. Like uh, I think his name is Klaus Jürgen Rida. W R E D E. I'm not. I don't know German, so I don't know how to pronounce right. his name properly. Right. But when I saw the name on there, I was like, that looks really familiar. And it's because I mean. Carcassonne, which is, you know, one of the, yeah. the Mount Rushmore of, of modern board games, pretty much. Um, he hasn't done a ton of games, and I don't think this one's going to be a big hit or whatever, but this is a nice little, I think, uh, sort of hidden gem that I would always kind of stuff in my bag if I was going to a game night, because you can 
you know, bringing out teach and have fun little dice. And I, like I said, I like it more than um, some of the ones that's just solo. Oh, I got 294 points. How'd you do? Right. Yeah. So that is Calavera. What else have you been playing? Um, I haven't been playing a whole lot. I've been playing. Um, so I, we have Seventh Continent sitting here. You got it. Yeah, it's sitting here. I, it has been opened, and that is the extent of it. I'm it, excited you got it. Even if you don't play it right away, I I think this is a much higher... Like, you guys like Gloomhaven, and I'm psyched that you guys like Gloomhaven, but I think mm-hmm. this is a much higher percentage hit rate that, that you'll enjoy right. this. I think, it's you'll have more, better, I think it's more your bag. Yeah, more more good times more often. Yeah, easier to set up, um, less rules, uh, more... Less to look up. Yeah, just just more kind of more discovery, I guess, is is kind of the is kind of the thing. It's it's discovery in kind of a different way. Yeah. So the second box is terrifying. I'm like, oh my god. I have not gotten into the se- so yeah. So the you got this off of the the Kickstarter surplus, right? When they did the they basically did all the delivery on the what's it called the what goes up must come down or something. I don't know. Whatever the white box is, the right. big white box that just delivered a couple months ago. I have not gotten into mine yet, um, so but I have, I have a ton of stuff for it. We really enjoy playing it. When the kids were at camp a few few weeks ago, we played three or four times, right? You know, and it's like, it, yeah, I probably said this on this show, you know, a dozen times, and I, you know, just to, it, it was totally just like going and finding our save file in that adventure game that we played on the <laughs> on the console you know, six months ago. And it's like, Oh yeah, that's where we are. Let's make a little more progress. Right. 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 And, and just finding new stuff. And, um, yeah, there's always, there's always something eventually it'll go get old, but, um, I, it's kind of just, I feel like it'll be an evergreen game for us. Something that we'll play for, for years and just with different scenarios and stuff. Right. At least at the pace we play. And there's, well, there's a <laughs> lot there, right? Like, and there's a lot to mix in. So there yeah. is, I actually, it's part of this, um, sort of sale not, well, I don't know if it's a sale but the whatever the opportunity to buy it because it's not a retail game right I bought a couple like small expansions so I bought like the one with the weather and mm-hmm. she's like she's like do we really need tornadoes and thunderstorms like is that <laughs> enough I'm, like, eh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the the thunderstorms like uh washed the blood off you if you got bloody right. from, from right. hunting or you're whatever. sticky from all the gore yeah kind of like one thing I will say when you get into it kind of like with Gloomhaven I feel like these sorts of games, they're, they're vast. It's really easy to, to get like frustrated and like put it down and not want to go back. So do it on the easy, right? You know, do it on the easy level, like, like have fun with it. Just like with video games, don't be afraid to play on the beginner level to have fun exploring what's out there in the game rather than like trying to be hardcore. Right. I think that's a good way to approach these vast games. Just if, if what you're into is seeing what's there. Yeah. And maybe go back and play it again 10 years from now and hard if you're sure. really hardcore. Sure. But I think it's because <laughs> it'll be, it'll be a downer, right? If you get like this far and then you die and you're like, oh, I don't want to start over. Right. Like that sucks. Yeah. Um, so kind of depends. I don't know. What do you, what are your expectations around, um, around this game? I'm just curious because I like to revisit it when you do get eventually get a chance to play. So my, my expectations are um, hopefully that it's less fiddly 
and and easier to set up and maybe a little easier to get some kind of gameplay velocity with yep. like it, we don't kind of sit there making lots of long slow decisions like more more like hey i think we should do this or this and then then we decide and then we yep. go right versus this kind of tactical strategy oh i could do this or i could do this or i could do this or i could uh-huh. do this and and just kind of that so i'm hoping there's kind of less of that lock up where your yeah. kind of decision froze yep um and i hope kind of getting there getting getting to playing is faster but i don't have much more expectations other than that other than yeah. you, you've set the i know i've set it high i'm the, sorry well well you said well i was gonna say you set you set the expectation that the the kind of save game mechanics very easy it is so set up and tear down is very is hopefully reasonably easy there's a little bit of like filing the cards away as you go through them when you put it away right. so the it's it's like the setup is um less than two minutes the takedown is maybe four or five Right. So it's a little bit more to just kind of file all the cards away. But if you want to play, unlike Gloomhaven, it's like, oh, there's this big barrier to get to playing. Mm-hmm. There is no big barrier to get to playing. You just have to kind of put all the cards away. Because as you go through the cards, they go into this pile called the past, mm-hmm. right? And they'll get recycled and they'll go, whenever you camp, those cards will go back into the box to be gotten to again. Got it. So an example of this is like, if you discover a place where you can hunt for animals for food, Right, the first time you get through there, it's going to be full of you know like um, robust. There's there's things you can find, but you can't keep doing that until you rest and kind of get that back into the box. Right, right. So that's cool. the The other thing that I think you will appreciate is kind of so so Gloomhaven is 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 great and it's a great puzzle, but it's kind of like puzzle first. And what I mean by that is that there's not a lot of like the things in the scenarios in the dungeons don't really have a ton of logical interactivity, right? It's not like, oh, I got to go to, I, I, the, the way that this door was described means that I have to do this and you're solving this puzzle that you could think about as a human. You're right. just kind of using your combat and whatnot to- Tactical mechanics. Tactical mechanics. Yeah. Whereas in Seventh Continent, like I sometimes approach games too much like, too much like that. And so mm-hmm. there's like, oh, here's this, wall and there's a hole in it do i want to stick my arm in it and i'm like of course i do (laughs) right and without really thinking that there's been all of these clues telling me that i should not do that right right so so it's like i would say like just because something is there does not mean that you should do it just like you would not do that in an adventure video game it's like don't jump off the cliff just because there's a cliff there it doesn't mean there's something good at the bottom Whereas in Gloomhaven, it's like, oh, well, if there's a door, then that it's there for a door is for opening. Right. Yeah. In, in Seventh Continent, a hole is not for sticking your arm in. <laughs> Good to know. Good to <laughs> well, know. Sometimes, but pay attention to the clues that were given to you of whether or not you should. Right. Yeah. So I think I think that part of part of it is really to be appreciated of the the sort of coherence of. um like the puzzles of like, you know, they, they kind of make sense and, and whatnot. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, but no, no, but you haven't been doing the subnautica. I, I, or so I, um, I downloaded the, the early access version of subnautica below zero. And what is that now? So that's the next kind of the, the new subnautica game and it's kind of in development. And so you can go to steam and you can go download it. And it's super, it's, it's, it's pretty beta-y. Like I got far enough in the game that there was a warning, like 
well, you've played most of the game that's actually done, so you can keep going, but it's probably really broken and things are going to be really what is is this is this standalone or just standalone standalone yeah Yeah, it's a new standalone game it's got kind of different main characters it happens at a different kind of time um you're in a different part of the world so originally the first game you're you know you're in this spacecraft the spacecraft crashes for whatever reason and a lot of the the narrative part of the game is trying to figure out hey why did the space space the big ginormous spaceship right like um, the skyscraper size spacecraft. Why did it, I can't even say there are too many S's. Why did the ship crash? Right. So that you're trying to figure out why, the, why the ship crashed. You're trying to figure out uh, what you can do about it. You're trying to figure out, Hey, maybe like, I don't want to live on this planet forever. I want to mm-hmm. go home. Right. Like that's, is it, the, the, is it like subnautica plus plus like, like someone could just start here and it's a wholly better experience. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's totally standalone, right? Okay, so okay. I, I think. So it's like Borderlands, Borderlands 2. Yeah. I didn't play the first Borderlands, but, but yeah, it's, it's, like it's, 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 it's its own thing. Don't think. I, I think you'll enjoy it more if you played the first game and have more context. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's a lot of narrative and there's a lot of dialogue, um, that there's a lot of flavor that you'll get a lot out Who of. Who are you but, talking to? Uh, in the game. Yeah. Uh, so in the first game, you're talking to kind of your your iPhone, right? Uh, so you crash and you have an you have you have a little device, and um, you also have a radio, so you get random messages like audio messages uh, from people. But mostly, you're just talking to this this uh, this device that kind of lectures you when you do dumb things and tells you you know don't stick your arm in the hole and and that, and that's really, and breathing is good and. Uh, so it, it, your iPhone constantly tells right. you, Hey, you need you, it says oxygen, which is funny cause you're breathing air and air anyway. Um, so the scuba diving aspects, not great, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So in the first game, you're constantly talking to your phone and this, in the new game, I, I kind of missed part of the, the context. You're either talking to your, your, your mother, your sister, one of your relatives. So mm-hmm. they're, they're these, uh, uh, you start out as, and you're this, um, she has an accent. I think it's Australian. I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm totally butchering this, but you start out as this woman on, on base. And then this thing happens, you end up back in the ocean. Mm. Um, and you're talking to your relative who's also your coworker so is in, the, in space. Is, and, is the dialogue of, of kind of, does it add in the way that like the dialogue in firewatch is this like crucial part of the emotional pull of yeah, the game? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's yeah. not just, it's well because you you describe it as like you need oxygen and these like sort of alerts. Well, so the first the first game is you need oxygen and then you get the radio messages, right? Okay. So the your your iPad or iPhone or whatever the your your little pad device, right? Like it's just like it's Siri but passive aggressive corporate Siri, right? So mm-hmm. it's constantly saying these things and you know about uh, it's constantly saying these things that are hey, remember when this guy on this other spacecraft crashed and was eaten by you know yeah flirty flirps or something right like it's 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 funny it's like it, claptrap but not yeah, as ridiculous yeah. claptrap from borderlands okay the stu- you know the stupid little robot oh that, yeah yeah, yeah. But, right that but, just rolls around and like mocks you and always gets into trouble and, sure yeah. not not super smart though just like claptrap's an idiot yeah. yeah yeah um so but the first game you're constantly getting messages from other people hmm. and so the the ship has crashed there's other survivors right and they're um, but you're not talking to them. You're kind of like a personalityless person in the first game. In the second game, you're like a very specific. I see. 
uh, person who has this like in Firewatch, where you're a very specific right. person with a with a with a past that is talked about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and you, I guess you are to an extent in the first game, but it's that's not the emotional pivot of the of the first game. The emotional stuff is all about what's happened on the planet and and what's happened to everyone else and and how you're going to progress and that sort of thing. Mm. It's the 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 new game though there's a lot more you're interacting with your relative who's on the space station kind of looking down at you, right? And you're both kind of stuck. Uh and so that that's where a lot of that appears to be, but like I said it's not done. That sounds cool though. I mean that that sounds like a lot more of a emotional narrative pull. I I think the first one was good. I'm not doing well at describing the, the yeah. emotional I'm getting this real game. detached sense on the first one that maybe is not well, what you're saying you you're just not you're not a you're you're effectively you're participating mm-hmm. in 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 the first game but you're you're maybe a little more detached because you're not a specific character right like mm-hmm. I think the first game there's it's 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 like an emotionally salient game but it's it's letting you project the character onto mm-hmm. the the first person uh, first person yeah character yeah or first person perspective uh whereas the new game like tells you you are you know this person with this background and you have this relative and you're having these kind of emotional interactions with them right so um but like i said it's super not done yeah yeah <laughs> but i played i don't know through four hours of it and it was i i love the game so much like mm-hmm. it's it's such a great game cool. and then the the progress is very different and the environment's different and there's little penguins and huh. it's fun. I'm going to check it out when it's done. Just talking about Firewatch is like, now I just feel like I have this incredible need to play another game by that developer. <laughs> like I want to play, I want to play more. I just want more of that game. Yeah. yeah. I just, just well made. Oh man. I, I don't know. I just, I know I gush about Firewatch, but I, I just, I think it's because I have such a hard time getting hooked by stories and games. I so often just fly past them and don't care and get me to the puzzle and get me to the mechanics and whatever. Right. And that game really, really got me like that guy's whole story and Mm -hmm. and the, the relationship that he has with the, with the woman on the other side of the radio, which is like, I don't want to give anything away, but it, it, it goes up and down and it's, Mm -hmm. it's really, really interesting. And I just cannot wait. I forgot the name of that developer. It's like Campo or Campo's the name. I don't know, but they yeah. have something else coming out. Yeah, yeah. That I'm. That's insta buy. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You got to be in the right. It's not. It's not very. Uh, it's not very easy to pick up and put down. You know what I mean? It, it feels like a. You sit there for four hours and you play the game. Yeah, you want to play it in like three sittings total or right. something. Right. You yeah. want to be engaged with it. You don't want to play it for half an hour and put it down. But it it's like you know what it's like it's like um it's kind of like when we watch Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying it's like Chernobyl, but it's that thing of okay, this is going to be five sittings. I mean, we watched it five separate nights. It was a little too much for me to take two episodes at Chernobyl in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> it was just too much, um, especially after I think it was episode four. I was right. like, we got to wait till tomorrow for, yeah. for more of this. I need, a, I need a I need a rest. I need a rest. But it's that thing of okay, this is going to be about this much, and we're going to sit down and enjoy this like a movie right yeah and and that's kind of that's kind of what that feels like yeah Um, and you don't really get stuck that's the other thing that that firewatch i think does really well it doesn't a lot of times those those walking simulators or those adventure games you get stuck somewhere where you wander around you don't know what to do next yeah and this kind of always keeps it moving forward or there's some like little you know mystery so 
Very so, good. so the only other thing that I've started is uh, the uh, Metroidvania Castlevania oh, kind of yes. fork, right? From, uh, I think, Igarashi? What's the name of um, that one again? Uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Not Symphony of the Night, Ritual of the Night. And that's like a 16-bit graphic style? No, so that's, no. The, oh, thing. that's the thing. Yeah, okay. so it's... Um, you know, these folks left Konami and and made this kind of Kickstarter game. And I was I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I liked, you know, Ritual of the Night, Castlevania. I, you know, we you were playing, um, you got me into uh, Dead Cells. Dead Cells. I'm like, okay, I'll play something like that, but more like longer, not, not. Uh, um, roguelike. Not, not roguelike, right? Not roguelike, so I don't yeah. keep, kind of keep restarting you don't do runs you just it's a it's like the original metroid castlevania you just keep right you progress you progress and go through and so i was like this seems fun but the it's not it's not it's not that right like it's 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 uh you're playing the the gameplay is really similar but the look is totally 3d right Mm -hmm. like the environments what's the name one more time i can it's like a bunch of words that i cannot bloodstained bloodstained i think there's a colon okay of course ritual ritual of the night okay so bloodstained ritual of the night ritual of the night got it um so it's 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 got this kind of really like movementy 3d thing like it's it's uh, frenetic's not the word but it just it's just constantly kind of moving around you start out and you're on a ship mm-hmm. and so the 3d environment's constantly moving around you um like the background is yeah the background's yeah, really like rocking around yeah. and yeah. and it's uh it's like someone's like, "Hey, what 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 century is it? Look at what we can do with video." Is it games. reminiscent of anything else, or is it kind of its own? Have you, it, I don't know that I've gotten far enough. It, it's no, I mean in terms of that that graphic style you're talking about, uh, or is it kind of its own thing? I don't know. I I, okay. I I would say it's more kind of its own thing. Like most 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 things are one or the other, right? Like either you have kind of that Devil May Cry kind of three D like whatever environment. Or you have something that's more like an old school Konami game, and this sure. is trying to be in in, in between. between. Okay. And I'd have to see it. I don't think it really super like. I think the I think we'll we'll see. I'm gonna try to engage with it again, but I kind of miss the dopey Dracula aesthetic of the first game because sure. it's super fun. Yeah, um, it's kind of dumb, but it's super fun. No, it, it works. But, I mean, it totally but it, works. but it does work, it works. right? But this is this has got this really. I don't know. It it has this anime feeling that that it's not is, working. For it's you. just not my thing. Is PS4? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I think it's on. I think it's on lots of platforms. I think it's, okay. it's, it's probably on the Switch. I would. I think I haven't seen it. I have to look. I would look for. it. I bet you it's it's probably it's on the Switch. I can pay full retail. Well, congratulations, yes. and you get it's like every six forty by four. It's like oh, you, what do you get on the Switch? It's like on iOS you can pay two ninety nine, on Steam you can pay four ninety nine, or on Switch you can pay nineteen ninety nine for the same game. <laughs> it's like it's getting a little old with you the keep, Switch pricing. Yeah, um, I'm I'm psyched for when they ship the new one with the new battery and the twice the battery. Then I might I might give in and buy a Switch. But um, but if you if if you can get this on the Switch, that's where I would buy it. Just mm. just for the controls, right? Like that seems like the right place to play that, that Why? Sort of game. Um, I mean, I I play like almost the everything hand, on the Switch handheld. with the with the Joy Pro. So oh really? With well, the Pro controller? Yeah, okay. not the Joy Pro. Sorry, the the Xbox style PS4. Oh okay. You know the separate? Yeah, yeah. okay. I I mean it's it, it's like I the gameplay, tr- yeah. but the gameplay is kind of uh, it's not really arcadey, but it's a little arcadey, right? Like it's a Castlevania, so it's you know hmm. there's not a thousand 
things to do. There's a little bit to do, but there's Ooh, not. I'm going to talk about a game with a thousand things to do. Oh, yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah, in a minute. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I kind of bounced off the aesthetic of the game. Yeah. And it, it... How are the systems in it? Just like the leveling up, the loot. I mean, how is all that? It's it's fine. It's fine. It's just it's sort fine. Of, okay. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's I, I'm not. You, I'm not understanding the hook of why this is game is special, and you're not no, feeling and, it either. I guess. So that's why I need to keep playing it. Like I, I was, I, I was, I think I was sold on it just in terms of kind of who is involved with it and where their pedigree is from, and and what sure. that what they seem to be trying to sell to people. Hmm. Um, but the aesthetic doesn't quite call to me and the the looks don't quite call to me yeah. and um but i'm gonna give the gameplay a little bit more of a try because i like that I, I love the metroidvania i love that sure that sort of thing and you run around and you can kind of pick it up and put it down and and it's fun yeah uh so I, we'll, you we'll like see. that like i like roguelikes yeah, uh, yeah. i love roguelikes, roguelikes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so what have you been playing that's that's super complicated uh so the game is called tangle deep <laughs> And it's on Switch. It's, it's tangled and deep. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's the name of the land. It's got the 16-bit, you know, Super Nintendo-style okay. graphics yeah. that I like. Yeah. You know, I never had a Super Nintendo. It was the mm-hmm. one Nintendo system I never mm-hmm. owned, but it's the style of graphics that I like the most. It's kind of, like, I love that era. Of, I had none of them. I had no Nintendo. You've never owned a Nintendo. I, I do now. Like, okay. after I got out of college, I'm like, I'm going to buy a Nintendo Because I've now. had every other console i haven't had all the various i've had like three different ds's you know but i never had like the 3ds but i had the i had a gamecube the, all the ones but i never had an snes anyway tangle deep is a game that is not for people who have never played this type of game i will say <laughs> this game has a lot of systems it's like it, it has so many different things going on so it's a it's a roguelike of you can have a run through it, but the runs are not like um, dead cells. They're not like, okay, I'm going to, my run is going to be. You're going to spend three hours and knock it out. Two whatever. hours I or mean, whatever. You're, you're going to go and you're going to feel like you're playing a normal RPG of like I'm leveling up and whatever. So the game has three different difficulty modes. You can hmm. play in total hardcore where when you die, you're dead. Okay. The town resets. I'm not playing that. I'm playing the, the middle one. The easiest level is if you die, you lose like half your XP, half your job points. Your job points are like, I'll explain the class system a little bit, but it's like another sort of leveling currency mm-hmm. and you lose half your gold or whatever. And the, but the town stays the same. The level I'm playing, your character resets to zero. Like you lose all that. Mm-hmm. But all the progress you've made in the town stays. Okay. So, and you're going to laugh at this, but the town has, you know, these little sort of Stardew Valley or farming sim types of things going on. So you have this little tree grove where you can plant trees to get, stuff off the trees and your fruit cart to sell <laughs> crap and the trees you know have things you have your pet corral because you can you can capture monsters and put them in the pet corral and feed them and it's got that whole little pokemon aspect to it mm-hmm. of like capturing these guys and getting them to get along and then they can come out and fight with you and you know, it's get that that whole pet grooming thing which i'm not <laughs> usually into at all and i'm not even super into it in this game like it's more an annoyance of like keeping these pets happy than than anything but that's kind of a side what i really like about this game is number one it's just vast it's just like and i love vast it's just endless in terms of that Mm -hmm. it's got the whole you know diablo insane type of loot system you know i have the you know cloak of you know 14 different adjectives right and it's got a whole loot 
uh, modification thing where you can collect these orbs that let you go and fight inside of your weapon or inside of your armor to improve it, right? There's like a dungeon, in, a potential dungeon inside of every piece of loot in the game. That will let you upgrade it. That will let you upgrade the loot depending on what type of orb you use with it. And Wow. Right. So, I mean, it's just like exponential in terms of the loot customization. Then there's, so that's really a cool system. So like the trees and the pets are like, whatever. The, the character and the loot stuff is really where this game is hmm. at. Um, and I'll explain like kind of the, how the turns and everything work. So that's really interesting um, as, as far as the loot. And you have to, you know, make a certain amount of progression in terms of things to get the shops to reset to get more stuff. So that's like, I'm at a point of the game now where it's like, I really need the shop to reset because I got to go get more food. <laughs> so I can, you know, I'm like, how do I get more food? Um, but the really, really interesting part of the game is the class job system. So the way the jobs work is there's, I think it starts off with maybe eight or nine jobs available to you. And I think it unlocks to a possible of 12. And they're not just your standard rogue wizard fighter type mm -hmm. stuff. There is a paladin and there is like whatever, but they're all almost like Fire Emblem where they have these like bizarre classes with these like really interesting skills, right? right? So, you know, you have like the wizard, the skills he learns isn't just elemental. It's like the wizard can learn the obvious elemental different things he'll do, but the skills he's learning are how to shape those. So do you want to learn how to cast it in a line or in a rectangle or, hmm. or cast it on objects, right? So it's got all that different sort of stuff going on. Or I'm playing the sword dancer class. So the sword dancer class is all about kind of finesse with swords and parrying and mm -hmm. positioning, that, that type of thing, right? So you can play the class and you click XP is just your overall level, but your job points are like effectively your XP to learn skills for that class, right? For that job. And you can switch jobs and kind of like how in D&D you can retain the skills so you can start off as a wizard and get these things and then switch to be a paladin but you retain all the things that you learned when you were a wizard so you can mm. create your own completely customized hybrid whatever cool right um which i'm sure is where 90 percent of the message board like oh this is the right build to do right and that's exactly the part of the game that i won't look up and i just want to right discover you're, you're and it's play really around fun. with play so around. do you have the constraints so one of the things you get or back in my day uh, when you play D and D, right? Like wizards, for example, couldn't do certain things or couldn't, you know, have sure. certain armor. Like, do right. you retain constraints when you transfer back and so forth? So there's not constraints, but what you the only thing you really lose. So whenever you switch jobs, all the job points are going to go back to whatever you last were in that job. It's think of it as like XP earned for that class. Okay, right. So you could go back and be a wizard again. Um. If well, you, you can go, to. no, you can go back and start collecting job points as a wizard. Right. Right. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You, you are, it doesn't really matter what you are at this time. You are the sum of all of the skills that you learn from the different jobs you've taken. There are passive skills. So there's other things that you can unlock. So there's passive skills that are only available to you while you are actively that thing. So while I'm a sword dancer, I have certain parrying things that if I switch to a wizard, I wouldn't get those things anymore. Okay. Right. Um, but in terms of what I can wear or right. whatever, I mean, that's that. So the passive things are really the only kind of constraints that you would, you would lose transferring back and forth. Those. And then the other thing that I just uncovered in the game, I got to the like level 10, which is probably not that high. I don't really know how high that is. But <laughs> once you get that, the guy in town is like, oh, you can now learn these like job emblem things. And these job emblem things, you have to go in there without all your goodies, without your pets, like just 
you know, you have to clear this dungeon and you could die in there or whatever. And, and you have to clear that. And if you clear that, then you get this extra thing that will be active while you are that job. And the catch with that is to get those, you can only use skills from that job. So you can't use like your super hybridized, awesome, you know, wizardy fighter archer combination. You have to be like, oh, if I want to get the emblem for the fighter type class, I have to go in there and just use my fighter skills, right? And, and get through that. And then you'll get some extra bonus for that. So the actual gameplay is not terribly complicated. It's turn-based, but not turn-based like a JRPG where there's like two sides and you have to wait for all these animations. Right. It's turn-based like you, you, move, it's, you, know, you move in one of eight directions around you and then and the monsters move at the same time. So it's all like frame turn-based, right? So it's like I move, everyone else moves. I move, you know, and, and everything kind of moves around you. And it's got this interesting, another little interesting system of time. So the way that it handles armor is the standard, like, oh, heavier, heavier armor, right, is going to have monsters be more attracted to you because you're making more noise. It's going to protect you more. But heavier armor is going to make you move slower. And the way that they handle slower versus faster is there's this meter. And the, the more that meter fills up, when it fills up, you get a free turn. So if you're wandering around in robes, uh, that's going to fill up faster for you to get a free turn than if you're wearing plate, it's going to fill up really slow. Right. So it's like, how fast do you get a free turn to do whatever? Right. Um, and it's, I mean, it's got a lot of the standard, like, you know, energy slash mana, your stamina, different resources for you to, um, fill up. it's got some weird difficulty spikes where like, you'll sometimes just wander into a dungeon and it's like, Holy crap. Like it just got like <laughs> 10 times as hard. Like I got to get the hell out of here. I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. But what it does that's cool is, is it the healing flask that you have is like very, um, it doesn't fill up a ton every time, but you get lots of them. So that, and then the town portals, it's not like you have to go collect town portal scrolls. You can get back into town whenever you want, but when you activate it, it's not going to actually happen till eight turns. So you have to survive. Once you have the, Oh shit moment of like, I'm in trouble you got to like figure out how to like not die before you can get back to town. Right. So it's got a lot of cool stuff. It's, it's one of these things where the interface is atrocious. I mean, it's got, you know, 15 different menus and you're using all the buttons and it's one of these things where the controls are just kind of a mess and <laughs> takes a little bit to get into. But I, I mean, I, you know, other than being here, I'd be playing Tangle Deep right now. So. <laughs> so you mentioned, you mentioned Fire Emblem. Have you been hearing about the new, I, I have. I just, I mean, I'll probably wait till it goes on sale at some point. I have read a little bit about it. I love, right. I love, I can't remember which Fire Emblem I played. I only played one of them and I played the hell out of it right. a long time ago on, it was the one on GameCube. So it was quite a while ago. Right. Um, definitely my style of game. It, the one thing I read about it that kind of turned me off was it seemed very dependent. And this goes back to that pet thing I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I have these people on my team and I have to figure out how to get them to like each other to unlock, like, Got to manage those relationships in the game. The relationship and... management in like <laughs> combat games does not appeal to me. Like, yeah, I'd almost rather try to get my pet frog to get along with my pet beetle in Tangle Deep than get <laughs> get get these two people get these two like anime it. characters to like each other or whatever. So I don't know. Um, do you get what I'm saying about how you move in Tangle Deep, like the frame? So but, everyone moves at the same time, but it's a uh, it's stepwise. Right. It's stepwise, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you can put the controller down and walk away. I mean, there's no right. It's not like dead cells. Yeah. But it's also not like 
you have to watch all these ridiculous animations happen like you would in a JRPG <laughs> game. Which, Final <laughs> Fantasy would drive me up the wall. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I do. I, I'm so entertained that that gives you... The, oh. Uh, <laughs> well, because you waste so much time. Right. But there's so many people that have to be so happy that like that's their favorite part of the game, right? I know. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you're just like, ugh. We've established <laughs> that I'm a pure mechanics person, though. Yeah, That's yeah, just, yeah. you know. So what, I don't know. Is that... Sounds like my type of game, I'm sure. It does. It does. No, I was, I was, uh, I, I heard about it and I was like, this seems like something I feel like I should try someday, but I'm, I don't think it's my kind of game. I got it on, it's on sale. I got it on sale for like $12.99. Yeah. It was normally like 20 So I was like, oh, I'll pick it up. I mean, it's definitely not for everyone. I mean, just like Dead Cells isn't for everyone, but I mean, this is turn based and it's super, like I said, it's incredibly deep in terms of the amount of, customization and, and not a lot of handholding. So you're, like I said, not for someone who's never played this style of, right. of game. And it's also not a pure RPG, right? It's like, if you die, your town's still there, but you're starting over, but it's like you gain pretty fast and you know, you go through and you know, it's definitely one of these games where you go into your inventory and you have 294 different. Right. But unlike a lot of games like that, I actually, you actually use a lot of the items. Oh, like not all the like. There's not just a lot of junk with random. No, I mean the common names. junk of like, yeah. oh, I got like crappy leather armor. I mean, there's that, and it's that's a one that's a one button sell when you get back to town. I mean, that's effectively just they may as well just make it gold. Right, it's kind of dumb, but all the different food and and all that stuff. There's a you know, there's also of course there's trees, pets, and cooking. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's got to be recipes, <laughs> right? So there's that, and it does make a difference. Um, but I will find when I'm fi- fighting like a tougher. A monster boss or whatever like oh i'm pulling out all of that crap out of my bag you know fire up the scrolls and the caltrops and the mm-hmm. you know just throw it all out there in like, <laughs> the it has a combat log and the co- there's so much crap happens in the combat scrolling it's like, you know you just like can't even you can't even read it you can go to it in the menu and like because sometimes they'll be like was that even effective like I right i have no idea um but yeah it's it's definitely a game where i can sit there for I mean, I played it a week and I probably already played about eight hours, which is a lot for me. You know, I mean, that's, it's a fair chunk. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of investment. I don't, I don't play, you know, 40 hours of video games a week. I mean, if I play eight <laughs> hours of a video game a week, that's a, a lot. So, um, yeah, it's, it's quite fun. I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised you got into dead cells, quite honestly. I didn't think that was your bag at all. Yeah, no, I, I, I occasionally play that sort of thing, but it's, it's mostly, it has to be really engaging to, to I think that's a testament to how engaging <clears throat> yeah, that yeah. is. Um, and this is good. It's just, I think the, um, the, the barrier to get into it is higher, but it's also just, it's so much more deeper, right? I mean, dead cells, you don't have that level of like right. customization or any of that. Yeah. Like I, 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 back in the day, I downloaded back in the day. Um, I downloaded I, last Tuesday. Yeah, last Thursday. Um, I downloaded Axiom Verge, right? And I played it for probably like, oh yeah, yeah, for like I don't know, a few hours. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna go do something else. And and people like that game, right? Like, it's not a, it's not a. Yeah, that game looked yeah. cool. I it didn't. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't engage with me, right? Uh, whereas Dead Cells did. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm looking for kind of my next thing to spend some. some what time about in. what about Guacamole? No. No, no. Why not? I don't know. It's I, too it's too silly. I think I I think I downloaded a demo of that a long time ago. And oh, I, was I like, feel like nah. you'd like that. Really? Oh, maybe I'll look at or it. Shovel again. Knight or? Yeah, I tried Shovel Knight. Did, really? I'm surprised that bounced off you. Yeah. 
I don't know. Okay. I, I, I'm Shovel Knight's kind of got that Mega Man sort of thing. Right. A little bit. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't finish, uh, what was, uh, what was the, the Beatles, the Beatle, the game where you're the, the Hollow, Beatle, Knight. Hollow Knight. I didn't finish Hollow Knight. Many make, nights. All yeah. nights. Yeah. So many nights. I don't know. I'm, I have a. Speaking of nights. Yeah. Board game that Stacy and I dug up, dug the dust off of. We had not played in years. That is, had always been one of our favorites. It's, mm. So this game is called Mage Knight. Oh yeah, you you heard of this one? Yeah, yeah. When have you heard of this one? I've heard you talk about it. Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah. So we we when the kids were at camp, we it's it's a long game, and we dusted it off, and we're like, let's find out if we still enjoy this. Like, do we still want you know to to play? And yeah, it took us like four hours, but we had a blast. I mean, we like you know left it out overnight, finished it the next day. Um, it's deck builder, right? Uh, deck builder, but not like dominion style deck builder. I mean, right. you, it, so we real. I realized now that I'm playing it now with so many more games, you know, under my belt in terms of like what I've played compared mm-hmm. to when I played it before or when we originally got into it. Um, what's great about this compared to a lot of, a lot of games is you know, a lot of things you get an upgrade and the upgrades like, oh, yay, now I have this magic rock that lets me do one more thing or plus one. And it's like this little incremental whatever. I mean, Gloomhaven has this. Gloomhaven is, is improvement right. by little bits. Tiny, tiny bits. Tiny, tiny bits, right? Gloomhaven's like, oh, I have this thing where now I can refresh this and, and whatever. Mage Knight is the completely other thing. It's like you get a spell. Holy <laughs> shit. That spell is like game changing. Nuclear strike. Yeah. You get a new skill. It's like really a big deal. So it's it. What it does is it has this exponential power growth that when you get upgrades and things, it, you know, you get this new unit uh, that, fights, that fights with you, it's a huge, huge deal. So the game right. really, really rewards risk because that's how you get the best thing. So if you, if, you know, it's better to go in and, and take a few wounds and, and get her a little bit to go get that artifact or get that spell because... They're going to let you take, you know, it's going to be so much easier for you to do the next hardest thing. And, and so this, you really, really get this feeling of being mega powerful in that game. And yes, it's got a billion rules. The rule book is an absolute horror show. I mean, it is one <laughs> of the worst rule books, but luckily now that's the other thing that's changed is now I discovered, oh, there's people that sort of dedicate themselves to rewriting rules for complex games on the geek and print them for other people right and you can print and they nicely format them and it's great (laughs) you know you print this out and it's like basically what before was two rule books of 20 pages is now four double-sided pages right with everything right there it's it's brilliant um so you know my thanks to the people that devote themselves to making horrible rule books better (laughs) because that that game inexplicably has two rule books it has the playthrough book and the rule book and some rules are in one and not on the other and it's it's just, it's really, really unfriendly. Um, but we had a blast playing it and I'm, you know, it just kind of reminded me of, of how fun, um, that is when you're in a game and you get like a big upgrade and now you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go, you know, I have this, this thing and I feel super powerful. Um, it, it, it's a blast and it's an adventure, you know, it's an overland adventure and, um, it's, it's really good stuff. It's probably not something you would get into, I think it's just way too, uh, fiddly. fiddly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's too fiddly, but we have a blast with it. It's kind of one of those games where she and I play it. We, we, we'd really like it a lot, but wouldn't recommend it 
otherwise. But yeah, that's another night. Got the shovel, shovel knight, the hollow knight, the mage knight. So many knights. You're also a bad guy in that game, which is funny. Yeah. Like, well, like technically, I mean, you, of course, you don't feel that way, but like playing it, you feel like you're a hero, but you're not. You're actually like this like crazed sort of villain. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not necessarily a villain, but you're like kind of this like egomaniac hero. Right. You know, sort of just going about and stepping on people. Exactly. Yeah. Stepping on people and, and, and whatnot. And there's a reputation track. So when you conquer a, a spell tower or conquer a castle, your reputation goes down. <laughs> right. Or you go into a city and you conquer the city, your reputation goes down. But now you're the king of the city and you get all the goodies and, huh. you know, all this stuff. Um, we were playing where you fight against a couple cities and that's how you win. But I also have the expansion where there's this like roving mega bad guy that like roves around the board. And he's the boss you're trying to defeat in the game. And, you know, he's got like a whole crap ton of monsters with him and stuff. Um, But for people who like, you know, the heavy, heavy strategy games and stuff, and they're looking for a board game that's like really great to play solo or or two player and don't want to get into the the campaign style of a Gloomhaven, like this is kind of the the game for them. You know, it's like, well, yeah, Yeah. that's really what it's, it's like that level of stuff. Cause there's no, there's no, like, I'm sure someone's made campaign rules, but there's no like, um, leveling up over time. You play it for four hours or whatever and you're done. Hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a game I wanted to mention that, you know, Gen Con just happened Yeah. and there's a whole bunch of stuff that came out of that. But the one that caught my eye that we might want to get is called Horrified. Hmm. Did I mention this to you? I don't think so. So it's got the pandemic style co-op except it's all based with the universal monsterverse, right? So the mummy and Dracula and Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein and whatever. Sounds fun at least. Yeah, it does. And so it's got a lot of pants. So you have, you know, you all have your own thing, but all of the, uh, it's sold at Target. So they're, it's a mass, you know, they're going, it's kind of this new breed of, you know, mass market hobby games that you'll see sometimes. Um, 8.1 on BGG. Uh, people seem to, yeah. it's got early good, you know, I mean, it's got a lot of the pandemic bones to it. Except that all of the monsters that you're fighting, and you're only, I think, depending, it's one of these games where if you play with four or five people, you only want to fight two monsters because it gets harder. Um, they all are asymmetric in terms of how you defeat them. So they all have their own completely separate mechanics of how you defeat Dracula versus how you defeat the Invisible Man right. versus Frankenstein. And I'm not familiar enough to tell you like what those mechanics are, but it's not just like, black disease versus blue disease versus red disease. And it's 60 minutes. Yeah, I'm sure it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it, it just seems like the sort of thing that would be a kind of a slam dunk for, yeah. for, for, uh, you know, for us, um, looks really fun. I mean, you can paint the minis if you want, cause it's got the actual <laughs> minis for the, for the monsters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they go around, you can, you can paint them. Um, and I think it's got some other like helper people, in the town, but it's the same type of action point system where it's like, Oh, I have three actions or four actions or whatever. And this is what I'm going to do. Right. I don't actually know what you do with, but there's the professor and the, or probably the cop or the different characters that you can play. Um, but I like the whole idea of it working off of the, that universe of monsters in that sort of campy way, mm. but it looks, uh, hopefully it does better than their TV or their, their, their film the universal film show movies that have been failing in the box office. Which were the ones they did? So there was a, what the Tom Cruise mummy thing. Oh, okay. Right. And there was something else recently. They try to make them serious. 
yeah but like x-men serious right okay. like, like like it's 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 they're they're trying to have their own kind of marvel universe right. with with the universal monsters and i'm like they're they're kind of self-contained yeah and that's what makes them great right yeah. like they i mean i guess there is you know wolfman meets the dracula you like yeah sort of thing but that's not what people that's not what i want to see yeah but i don't know well, it seems like it's kind of also i mean they have the ones i named i think there's invisible man creature from the black lagoon dracula frankenstein and bride frankenstein and the mummy i think right. those are the five right. but you could add the wolfman you mm-hmm. could add um uh, godzilla mm-hmm. king kong mm-hmm. i mean godzilla might be a little weird but right so King Kong, I guess, could I think, too. I think they're owned by different people too. Oh, are they? Aren't they? Is King Kong it's not Toho? universal? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to go look. I but thought they were all part of the same owner. King Kong ship. might be, but okay. Godzilla is Toho. Okay, right? I'm pretty sure King Kong is in the same uh, okay. licensing scheme or whatever you Maybe. call those things. Universe, but yeah, it looks great. I think it's like a thirty dollar game at Target, so it's you know pretty cheap. And I know for me, I would much rather pull something like this out than just plain old pandemic with you guys. So yeah, yeah. it's just way more. And it's something new and yeah. So it looks, it looks pretty good. And it, it, it definitely looks like it's having fun with the material and not, not taking it too seriously. Um, I I mean, even the name horrified, I think it's pretty fantastic (laughs) because I saw that I saw it on the list of like, you know, the hot games horrified. And I'm like, I I was, I didn't even know what to make of it. Cause I mean, people make all these games, you know, that are like, you know, kingdom death monster and hate and all these right. things with this really gory, you right. know, dark aesthetic. Right. And I say horrified. I'm like, Oh, well that's more of the same, but then you see it and you're like, Oh no, this yeah. is that Dracula. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, no, they're, ha, ha, ha. Well, yeah. So they're aiming for like a forties, fifties kind of aesthetic, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It seems like it. Yeah. Speaking of which I'm, I'm looking forward to our, fury of dracula play this fall <laughs> it's almost that time of year almost that time of year Should we all get capes this time i think we should all get capes yeah I well think. someone can just take my i mean someone else has to play dracula i'm not gonna play dracula oh, okay yet. we're gonna so have diverse maybe, St- maybe stacy will yeah. play dracula or something yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see <laughs> i just <laughs> i love that time of year where we all get to be dracula oh. she's like i'm not gonna wear the fangs though what <laughs> You were pretty uncomfortable. You, you, you kind of drool and stuff when you have this in your mouth, yeah, though. It's uncomfortable. You're, you're, yeah, you're pretty uncomfortable. Jam you in your gums. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a bunch of different things out of out of Gen Con. I mean, I don't even know that that was. I mean, that one looked kind of. Oh, the other one, <laughs> the other one that looks hilarious <laughs> that I have to mention. So you know the Funko Pop statue thing, yeah, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the bobble, not bobbleheads, but. You know, the almost bobbleheads, almost bobble. They look like they look more fun than they actually are because yeah. they just stand there. I've got they, one somewhere that I bought years ago, right? Know. But they have Marvel and Harry Potter mm-hmm. and, and all these different things. So they made a game called the Funkoverse, like strategy game or whatever, right? So I know your face. You're like, this is going to be horrible, <laughs> and it totally looks like. Or what I've heard from a couple, I've heard from a couple different people that I follow that it's actually really fun. So just the idea of playing this game and they played like the golden girls versus like <laughs> versus like Rick and Morty. <laughs> I mean, I'm just imagining what are the superpowers on Blanche's card? It's right. like flirt. I mean, what seems kind of great though. Right. It's like yeah. Blanche and Rose versus Rick and Morty yeah. or they have Batman or they have, it's like smash brothers, but on your on yes, the board game. Yeah, exactly. And, but you feel like this is just like cash grab awful, but I I've heard the game itself is actually decent. It's like, and just like this horrified, like it, 
could be terrible. You know, someone just kind of using the it's license. Not, it's not rank four, right? It's eight, well, eight I mean, out of 10. Yeah. It's doing pretty good. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. You know. Um, so that one, I don't think I'm going to get the Golden Girls, although that is hilarious. But they have like a, they have like a Harry Potter one. So it might, that might be kind of fun. I mean, they have a bunch. I mean, that's the sort of thing where they could, if that does well, obviously it's endless in terms of, you know, how much crap they could put out for it. Um, the new it's it's going to replace Magic the Gathering. It's going to be Funko Pop versus <laughs> the okay. new Pokemon. Yeah, I don't know if anything will ever uh, replace that. Although uh, I have this other box here, this box that is very unfriendly looking. Omen, Reign of War. Yeah, so it's a uh, this is this is kind of got that. You know, it's got these cool little coins in here. I picked this up secondhand. The cards are cool. It's all like Greek. It's like, you know, an ancient Greek mythology mm-hmm. monster theme thing. It's just the cards in here. It's not collectible or anything, but they're all unique. And we played it yesterday and we had a blast with it. I mean, it was really, really interesting game. Just a two-player card battler, um, which sometimes Stacey gets into, sometimes not. But this, this has some very, very cool stuff going on. Um, even I'll just give you one mechanic that I thought is, is great. So a lot of games, right, you like draw a card or you, mm-hmm. you get some mana or something like that. And you're like, oh, crap, I can't do anything. In this game... The first thing you do on your turn is you can take three things of either the coins or the cards. So do you want to take two cards and one coin or whatever? And if you take all of one, you get a bonus. So you can take four coins or four cards or two of one or one of the other. So I love that freedom of like, oh, I'm short on money or I'm short on cards. Like it's not just draw a card. And that's really cool. It like gives you a lot of options and it avoids that thing of, uh, there's nothing I can do. Right. Which is really cool. And then at the end of your turn, you can discard a card and they all have a number, the blue number on them there. So like this guy's a three. So that means I can discard him and draw three cards or three coins or some combination. Right. So you have a lot of opportunity on your turn to get more resources hmm. so that you can, um, so that you can do something. And you're, it's not like magic where you're playing like a tableau and fighting against each other. You're basically playing cards on these cities. Um, but it, it was, it was cool. I played in about, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. And this guy's got this John Cloudus, I think, is the designer. He's got a number of games kind of in this series. And I, like I said, I picked this one up secondhand for, it was on a trade. It was, it was pretty cheap. And it was, it was good. I, I like this, uh, I like this quite, quite a lot. I, I, the only reason I brought, I bring it up, I pulled it over here, is thinking about magic and, and all the collectible aspects to it and all that mm-hmm. stuff that I was into. And, you know, the fact that, that the market has come around and made games that appeal to, to people that like that style of game without the collectible thing, but still all the interesting card play and stuff. Right. So whether it's uh, Keyforge or something like this, Omen, um, I, I think it's great because I don't want to buy pack after pack of right. card, but I still want to play an interesting card game. So pretty cool. Plus it's got these coins. Yeah. They jingle. Yeah. Very nice. But the box is uh, uh, black. It, I mean, how much more black? It's dark. It's dark. <laughs> Spinal tap joke there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's that. I'm dying to play. We played Fabled Fruit last time we played Trail <laughs> Legacy, and I'm dying to play that again. That was like the best time I I had playing that game ever. It was a blast. I know you guys liked it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. You know, any anything that involves making smoothies is pretty good game. And game silly, mechanics and silly animals and silly animals. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe we could maybe we get another game in tonight or tomorrow or something. Yeah, maybe we can organize one. And I'm currently on a quest for a new video game. I haven't mm. found it yet. 
We'll see. I'll have to look around. Yeah. So, you'll be, yeah, we get, we'll have Seventh Continent coming up at some point soon. Um, yeah, this is, this is good. I, I don't know. There was, there's a, been just a lot of good little, little games I've got lately. Enjoyed it. And it's been a, it's been a pretty good summer of gaming. Absolutely. We'll try to find you a new video game. It'll happen. I'm confident. Yep. And maybe we'll get to Horrified. Talk about that if we get that. I bet, I bet, I bet we'll get that. I also, oh, the one last thing I want to bring oh. up was the Chronicles of Crime expansion that I saw at the oh, store. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like Scooby-Doo or, or, or it looked like Scooby-Doo kids Chronicles in high school or something, yeah, yeah. right? I forgot what it, what it was called. I, I want to say the name of that Riverdale, but it's not that. It's yeah. something like that. Yeah. It'll be, you know. Have you played any more or no? No. Yeah. We will eventually. But yeah. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get Gloomhaven back up, but we just keep doing stuff. It's summer, so yeah. the weekend is other stuff. Weekends are other stuff. So oh. yeah. It'll be time soon. Soon. More games. Cool. I guess that's it. Till next time. Till next time. We are context free. You can check us out on contextfree.fm and tell someone else about the show that wants to hear about video games, role playing games, board games. You name it, we'll talk about it. All the things. See you guys. Peace out. Context Free is a contrarian content production. Find out more information at contextfree.fm along with our show notes. Our theme music is Chocolate and Cocaine by Lorenzo's Music. Find out more about Lorenzo's Music at lorenzosmusic.com.